What's up, guys? Heathen Culture Podcast. Listen, in the lab today with me, my good buddy. Uh, you want to talk about serial entrepreneur, restaurateur, bar owner, uh, becoming a fitness junkie, uh, trying to do an Ironman, uh, husband, father, uh, just a, a brother in the entrepreneurship world, and a man that likes to keep it local, my good buddy, Mr. Todd Weaver. What is going on, my friend? What's up, man? Dude. Just chilling. It's cold today. It's cold, dude. I, I woke up. It's thirty-eight degrees in my house. I was like, and it's, apparently it's going to get down to like two. Yeah, that's not that's not good for Texas. <laughs> I'm like, uh, my northern uh, people, your your weather's down here in my yard. Drunk, y'all need to come get this shit. <laughs> um, you know, we kind of touched on it with the intro. Uh, serial entrepreneur. Uh, you own. You're part owner of uh, Woodson's mm-hmm. local local. Uh, Tap and Kitchen. Tap and Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you own part owner of Exit 73, which is one of my favorite shitholes to go to. <laughs> it's definitely a shithole. It's my favorite. Um, but you have a new uh, concept coming out. Well, let's touch on that. Like, I got a shirt of it here, and I, I yep. drove by the building. Sawyer Park. Yep, Sawyer Park. Uh, we've been after this for almost two and a half years. And uh, finally, uh, two days before the pandemic, uh, decided we were going to move forward. Uh, we're going to sign the papers and um, had to halt that as soon as we found out bars and restaurants were shutting down. Yeah. Uh, so we got a, about a six-month extension, and then we had to make a decision, and um, uh, we chose to go ahead and go forward with it. And we've been super blessed to be able to buy a bar or a restaurant in a pandemic. Uh, not a lot of people are doing that. Um, and this well, this one's special because it's the first one that we actually own the land to. And so we can basically do whatever we want. That's awesome, man. And you said you, uh, you you basically worked it out with the owner uh, about doing like a 20-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that don't know, like I personally found out business-wise, uh, you want to own the land from watch that movie, The Founder. Mm-hmm. What, does owning the land and buying the land give you more uh, purchase power with like say banks and things like that? Or is it kind of like you're kind of in my boat where everyone goes, well, you're a pandemic uh, afflicted business, we're not going to help you out. Well, I mean, it, it's two different ways. I mean, we didn't really take a loan out on this at all. Um, we've had a little bit of money invested uh, with with Woodson's Local Tap and Kitchen, and we were planning on going for a third store there. Um, and then this kind of just popped in our lap, and we put, just pushed money to that. Now, with owning the land, once we start paying off a lot more of it, what we'll do is we'll just refinance through a bank, and then it's completely ours, and we won't yeah. have to deal with uh, the landlord or the, the the person that owned the land before us. Yeah. So now, you know, we talk about exit was my was one of my first. What made you get into um, even owning your first bar? What made you What made you like? You're like, all right, Todd. You're talking to yourself. You're like, all right, Todd. The only way I'm going to be successful in life is actually own this motherfucker. Well, um, it started when I was 15. And uh, one of my buddies worked at a restaurant and he was getting tips and was making like a hundred dollars a night. And I was like, man, you are rich. Holy cow. You're 60 years old, make a hundred bucks a night. I want in. And uh, so I started at pasta company here in the woodlands and started as a dishwasher. And that lasted about two days and the bus boy didn't show up. So I took the bus boy's position. And then about a week or two later, a couple other people quit and I became a server. And um, since 16, that's what I've done. I've been in the bar restaurant business and always thought, hey, man, one day I want to open up my own bar. Um, and I got the chance with, with Exit. Um, I have business partners with that. 
but um, we A- Adam and Ben. Adam and, and Ben. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Ben is a good buddy of mine. So. Yeah. So we we kind of that one fell in our lap too. Um, we were at the time we were running a nightclub in Houston called Eight. Me and Adam, and um, another bar owner that passed away, uh, Chip Jackson, that owned Tubalos. He got word that Exit was just going to shut down. And so the old owner was like, hey, I'm moving to Vegas. I'm getting married. I'm shutting it down, or you guys can take it over. Um, and we walked in there, bought it for a dollar, and uh, the rest is history. You bought it for a dollar? For one dollar. No shit. Well, we got it for free, but with the state of Texas, you have to purchase it with something. So my portion was a dollar, and Chip's portion was a dollar. And then a couple months later, we bought Chip out. For two dollars. For $2, basically. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, first day owning the bar, how was the jitters? Well, it was crazy because uh, that building, um, it has some crazy electrical issues. And so, it took us about an hour and a half to figure out where the lights were in the place. And so, me and Adam were just in the dark trying to figure out what to do, how to to go about it. And uh, um, once we found it, they were on the ceiling. The, the light switches from the ceiling oh, and then shit. we're just trying to figure out okay where do we go from here yeah um and so what the the bad part about the whole thing is when we took our exit we had to to let go of the whole staff because uh somebody had left there and killed somebody in, in an accident and so when we took over the liquor license for us to be able to move forward with that uh our lawyers made us you know basically said look if you don't want the liability, this is what you have to do. You have to start fresh over. That and TABC just had you in the, in oh, yeah. in the crosshairs oh, the yeah. entire time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I've, I've gone to Exit for pretty much since before it was Exit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my old boss, I used to work for American Dream Cycle back in the back in the day. Yeah. And they bought it and called, renamed it Choppers. Yep, Choppers. And uh, that was my introduction to what's now Exit. That's yeah. crazy. And I've been going there my whole, like pretty much most of my adult life. I love that place. Yeah, in the office there's um, some cabinets and it has choppers on those cabinets. Yeah, still there, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I man, I, I I used to have the 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 they call them red thread shirts, mm-hmm. the chopper shirts that had the big embroidery on the back. I still have a couple left over, so That's I cool. remember that. That's that was cool for me. Now you guys, you you kind of hit the ground running. You mm-hmm. got to get a whole new staff. You go through mm-hmm. all this shit. Um. You're 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 humming and, and, and gunning along, and then somehow, some way, you guys get this bright idea to open a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the initial dream. So, okay, uh, the name of the the dream was not Woodson's Uncle Type of Kitchen. It was actually the Brickyard, and there's a similar restaurant with a, close to that same name. So we had to kind of change that. But it just has house on the end of it. Yeah, years years ago, me and yeah. Adam were in Vegas, and uh, and we decided on a napkin wrote down the plan and it was called the brickyard exactly what the brick wall everything like that and uh we we made it actually come true so it's pretty cool do that um i've been into the one on 1488 once which is the original Mm -hmm. the the newest one is right by my house i go there when i'm not on diet once a week (laughs) that's what most people say when i'm not on a diet because i think the accurate way i describe is like basically you have an executive chef that's a stoner and goes, hey, I want to make uh, Philly cheesesteak egg rolls and chili mac egg rolls and and all these different French fries and stuff. And dude, the food there is just killer. So you guys have knocked it out of the Appreciate park. It. Yeah, we, we definitely put a spin on everything that we do. Um, it's mostly Texas barbecue stuff, but yeah. we put our little fun spin on it, and it seemed to work. Well, I mean, hell, y'all built back there by me, and it's um, 
Y'all were the first uh, sit-down restaurant back there for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So I remember day one when y'all opened up, y'all had a line out the door. There was like 100 people before we even opened up the door. It was yeah. it was insane. And then now y'all still are busy mm-hmm. all the time. All the time, man. That, that store, but actually both stores, I mean, even since the pandemic, they, they've picked up. I mean, we could only put 50% of the people in there, but I mean, people... People will wait an hour or two just to, to eat. They're ready to get out of the house. The be- Actually, I, I tell the girl every time. the Girls, because you have multiple. Yep. Um, you Not know. me personally. No, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're a big old girl. <laughs> um, what, but like at Autumn, she's a, she's, yep. you know, she's a member. She's a friend. Yep. Uh, but I tell the girls because I know as soon as I call in an order, I can leave my house and – Y'all say 15 minutes, but I, I leave my house, and as soon as I pull up, typically my food is coming right out of the kitchen right at that time, mm-hmm. and it's like clockwork, and I love it. It's amazing. Like You you guys have service down. You have your bar down. It's it's incredible. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. We worked hard on that. Yeah, I mean, shit, and it shows. Um, but, like, you you guys had the, the, the front of house experience, the back of house experience uh, from your – previous jobs Mm -hmm. when you went from the bar to the restaurant thing like was it more of a all right let's just fucking do this we already know how to wait tables we know like how how did the thought process of when y'all were in vegas and hanging out turn into all right let's let's open a restaurant well a lot of had to do with exits success yeah Um, the little part i didn't tell you is you know when we first started out we weren't versed in entrepreneurship we just took a we took a chance yeah and um there's a little thing called due diligence that we really didn't know too much about we knew about the record exit but we didn't know about a hundred and eight thousand dollars in taxes that they didn't pay um so that snuck up on us real quick uh we had one of the best nights uh at exit we did like ten thousand bucks and we thought we were we've we've hit this this plateau we're great we're gonna we're gonna keep soaring up and the very next day our bank accounts were seized and all our money was gone and so me and Adam and Ben scrambled. I uh, sold my truck. We did everything we could to pay. Like it was seven sixty-five thousand bucks just for us to keep the thing open. Oh, shit. And then they put us on a payment plan for the other forty thousand bucks. And by the end of the year, we had paid it off. But that was a that was an extreme hickey that we were not prepared for. So due diligence was is, is yeah. a big thing for us now. We do a lot of that to make sure. Same with this deal that we we're talking about with Sawyer Park. Yeah, you do got, a lot of due diligence. You guys have you guys have vetted a lot of stuff. Y'all yes. have to. It, now we do. I mean, it, it, we would have never known if that wouldn't happen. Yeah. So it's it's a blessing in disguise, which which would, would didn't happen. But yeah, it's one of those things that you live and learn. And now that's that mistake won't happen again. Dude, I, I, I'm so lucky that I started a business off from like my own mindset and just built it the way I did. I mean. The first three years really sucked, but mm-hmm. you know it, it took off from there. So I definitely understand that because if I would have came in and bought someone else's gym or whatever, you're inheriting all their problems. Right. I mean, granted, you guys got into it for dirt cheap, but right? And you got you <laughs> right. got just nailed on the backside, right? So I mean, it's all it's all worked out. But um, the thing with with Woodson's is, you know, with Exit, it gave us that opportunity to put some money into the bank and actually live out our dream. We also had uh, investors that were willing to invest in our dream um, and help us move that first one, and it, it all worked out. How, how And I've always been curious because I've had investors reach out to me, but they're always wanting like something absurd for so little. Mm-hmm. Like I had one guy come in and go, I'll give you 100000 for 80%, and I was like, uh, 
that's cool, dude. I'm good. We have we have those too. I mean, yeah. we have some absurd stuff, but we say, look, if you want to invest, here's the percentage that we're willing to give up, and for this amount. And if they take it, great. If they don't, I mean, we just we find the money. But you three are the core majority. Yeah, me and Adam. Uh, the cool story about it: me and Adam started the business together. We actually uh, ran eight nightclub, and then we moved to a college bar in U of H called Calhoun's, uh, and did that. And I Ben, love that place too. yeah, Ben. Ben was kind of part of both of those. And then with Exit, uh, Ben was started as a bartender, and Ben just, he just, he took pay cuts. He did whatever thing. He bled our company. And for for that, we gave him a piece of the company. And now he's, you know, the director of operations and oversees all of them. My buddy, uh, my buddy Jacob Kugler, uh, another big patron of your bars and, and restaurants, uh, he calls it riding for the brand. And, yeah. that, and that's what it is. It is. I mean, 100%. it's... I have my people here and the people that ride for the brand. I've already said, hey, you know, once we get to where we're opening up number two, you're mm-hmm. going to take it over. You're mm-hmm. going to run it. You're going to get a piece of that to where mm-hmm. you, because you've worked for it. I agree. And you got, and I hire from within all the time. Like yep. I don't, I don't hire outsiders. We just had to start because we have over 200 employees now and we're growing and we don't have that many people. I mean, most of our, our waitresses are, 2021 20, 22 that don't have that much experience yeah so um now we try to uh, hire within as much as we possibly can and most of our people are from within um we just hired from without this year just because yeah. we had to out of necessity wow that's that's that just is a testament to your culture and your business and the way y'all treat people that's mm-hmm. that's that's where it's at i mean you you can't Nobody can knock y'all's way of doing things because y'all are so culture driven. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hear about the way y'all treat y'all's employees and how, you know, it's not a high stress environment unless you're in the weeds. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's it's a really cool thing. Now, let's 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 kind of rewind a little bit to March 2020. Okay, because you and I were in very similar boats. 100. Uh, Woodson's wasn't Woodson's number two wasn't quite open. Uh, for it was about a year, about a year. Mm-hmm. So most restaurants, people don't know, most restaurants aren't making money in year one. Mm-hmm. It's it's a uh, it's you're lucky if you get to the black, right? And by luck, extreme fucking luck, right? Um, whenever everything came down from the from the state, I know you had that freak out moment. Were you like, were you part of that? Hey, two weeks, we can handle two weeks. You know, we can close for two weeks. Or did you just go immediately go and do it? Go, all right. What about this to go thing? Like, how, how how did you make decisions? How did you go? Hey, this is what we got to do. What was the mindset between you, your team, and your staff? I think day one, it was an oh shit mindset. Like, oh shit, what are we gonna do here? Yeah. And then uh, we had a little pity party for one day, and then day two, we decided we're playing offense. Whatever we got to do to keep our employees employed to keep the doors open we have to do because our financial model was you know mostly dine in and we went from i would say it was 97 percent dine in to three percent to go to 100 percent to go uh with no online ordering or anything like that so yeah calls and, yeah in two weeks we we changed our whole website our online ordering we we added that to it um we did a campaign called keep it local oh yeah where it basically uh it, it helped our employees uh uh, we created a fund for them, and people ca- bought shirts, hats, um, and every dollar went to our employees into a fund. Um, and so we did everything we could to just first stay alive, and then second was how do we thrive during this time? And yeah. uh, 
we are blessed because the local community just wrapped their arms around us and said, uh, you know, we're not going to let you go down. And I mean, every day people were coming in, you know, tipping our waitresses 20 to 50 bucks. We're spending money when they don't have to spend money. Mm-hmm. And you're just sitting here going, how is this working? How is this? I know other restaurants and bars are going down. Why, why us? And just like you said, we have a culture there that uh, people just love Woodson's and they love that framework. And then with Exit, people would buy crawfish just to buy crawfish to keep us alive because we couldn't open up the doors yeah. or just a beer to go or whatever just to support these guys. And it, it seriously was it, it was awesome to see. It was scary, but it was awesome to see. Well, when you guys were doing the, uh, the crawfish outside, selling beers outside, mm-hmm. I pulled up in my car and I was like, all right, give me two. Yeah. I, I'm all about it. Like, yeah. I, I, I got to support you guys because – you guys support people like me. 100%. I think that's how entrepreneurship should be. Mm-hmm. It's not about who has the the bigger bankroll, who has the bigger friends with the more money. Mm-hmm. It's who's the little guy that's kicking ass right now that can, needs the help. And that's why we did Keep It Locals because we, we also highlighted other restaurants and bars in the area that were hurting uh, local businesses just because – Everybody, I mean, we've never gone through this. I mean, so... Shit, I mean, we're still going through <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we're still doing it. But, I mean, at first, you're like, what do we do? And the only thing that we do is, well, we might be hurting, but there's a lot of people that are hurting worse than us. How do we how do we help? And yeah. that was our way, is to keep it local, was just to, to keep keep local business thriving and surviving. And, yeah. And, and it worked. Now, I, I, everybody that knows me knows I'm a big-time anti-mask person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, First, it's wear a mask. Now it's wear two. Then it'll be wear three. Stick something up your ass. All this other bullshit. How are you guys uh, battling that that mask, you know, mandate culture where people come in with their mask on? Also, are you handling it? I mean, you leaving up to free choice. I mean, what? How are you guys handling it from a uh, an owner's side? I mean, our personal opinion. Uh, I'm not going to put out there. Of course, but, but of course. what the state mandates, we we go by the guidelines, right? Okay. So if it's you have to wear a mask, we have to wear a mask. Um, uh, there's a lot of people that are on the side of you where it's, I don't really think that we need to wear a mask. I'm not really scared of this. I'm going to fight it. Um, and there's a few of us that feel the same way. And then the other side is you better wear a mask. We're all going to die. And and the restaurant business, it's it's a touchy subject, just like the gym yeah. business. You know, you're sweating and stuff like that. You could get whatever. But at the end of the day, um, we have to go by the guidelines because they got to keep the doors open. Absolutely. My, my beliefs and what I feel, does, it, it can't get with, you know, these rules. I understand. I think some of it's a little ridiculous, but uh, for, for us to, to keep pushing and keep going forward and, and having sales and revenue and staff working, we got to do what we got to do. But having a, a waitress or a bartender wear a mask for eight hours is, is tough, you know. And uh, we actually had an incident yesterday or the day before where – uh, one of my to-go girls answered the phone and pulled her, her mask down. Somebody took a picture and sent it to TABC, and we get a call saying that we're not following any rules. And it, it's stuff like that that's just irritating. Wow. It's that you do everything you can to make it right, and in one split second. Somebody just wants to take a breath. It's it's crazy, man. So Like, like people don't understand. Like, like you're like reporting like people, like businesses like yours. Mm-hmm. You understand, like, you're not helping anything. I'm reporting them. And, and it's like TABC comes in or health department comes in mm-hmm. and they only say that one split second. You don't see anything else. No. Like if you have to wear a mask for eight hours a day, nine hours a day, 10 hours a day, you know, God forbid you work a double. Yeah. No kidding. Like your brain is just tired from the lack of oxygen and all sorts of stuff. 
Like this is it's bullshit. I agree hundred percent. And that and that's the only reason I was asking because there are some places you can go into nobody bothers you. Mm-hmm. You know, some places like we're not going to seat you. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm and I have a medical reason, so mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and and I'm kind of an asshole about it. <laughs> right. But I, I admit it, I'm an asshole about it. But when someone goes, someone goes I'm not going to seat you until you put a mask on. I go, I have a medical reason why I can't wear one. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And they go, well, you have to wear one. I go, well, then you'll lose. I'm just not going to do my business here. Right. And I feel that it should be the opposite of that, too, is that yeah. if you don't feel comfortable going out to eat, then don't come out to eat. Exactly. You know, just stay at home or do to go or whatever. Yeah. So support that way. But if you're going to come in and, and nitpick somebody just for standing up without a mask, it's it gets to be ridiculous. If you're scared, stay home. Uh, I agree. And if you, if you, if you want to wear a mask, if your mask works then wear it. Quit mm-hmm. chastising and quit hurting businesses because a waitress needs to take a breath. I agree. It's just, it, that's, that's bullshit, man. I'm sorry that happened. It's part of how, it. How did TABC handle it? Actually, I was really surprised. TABC is like, look, we, we're getting more calls about mask wearing than we are actually people uh, being overserved or, or drunk. That's how bad it is right now. And we're just to the point where, you know, we're, we're gonna, you as long as you got it posted and you're doing what's your job, that's all we can ask for you guys to do. Yeah. You know, and they were actually a little bit sympathetic for us. That's awesome. Um, and so it wasn't like coming down with Most the time, those guys like shut, game, oh, yeah. the game warden. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll shut us down in a heartbeat. Yeah. Right? And this time they kind of was like, hey, we totally understand. And so, and they even said, I can't barely wear my mask for, for an hour, much less eight hours on a shift. So. Yeah. And, and and the great part about that is, is, you know, at least you're in Montgomery County. Yeah. Thank God. Except for Max. Y'all's, yeah. other, y'all's other concept. Yeah, Max is is in Harris County, but we haven't really had too much trouble there because we, we follow the guidelines like we're supposed to. My, bu- my buddy owns Bareback mm-hmm. uh, around the corner, mm-hmm. and um, TABC was in there, and I guess people were getting up and going to the bathroom without a mask on. Mm-hmm. And TABC said, if you, we see this one more time or one person and we get one more complaint, we're shutting y'all down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if the signs are up, and people are going to the bathroom. Does it really matter? That's the the crazy part about this, man, is that, you know, where do we step in to control this? Yeah. You know, like, I'm not going to go in and tell you, hey, I'm sorry, man, you got to put your mask on immediately. That's just not who we are. We're not going to badger somebody. Yeah. We have everything posted. We have, you know, every sanitizer out. We're using special stuff. We're spending, you know, 3000 to $4,000 a month on a company coming in to clean. At the end of the day, I mean, we're doing everything we can. Uh, my waitresses and my managers are worried and focused about the food quality and the service. I'm not, you know, I don't need them to also be the police of mask wearers either. So yeah, it's, it's a fine line you have to, to, to walk. So. Man, that's dude. I, like I said, I can't applaud you enough for what y'all actually, what y'all do, but that sucks. Like it, does. it really does. But the good thing is TABC is on your side. But, now let's get into the fun shit. Cause this is, that's the boring stuff. Let's get into the fun shit. All right. Let's talk about buying a bar during a pandemic. It's crazy, right? It's nuts. Right. And then doing your official launch when it was, what, 25% capacity? Mm-hmm. And then somehow, some way, having live music, all this other stuff going on, and feeding the community, like, the, the parts of the soul that it needs, all at the same time, like... What is it like going, hey, we're buying this bar that is going out of that is having problems, it's mm-hmm. going out of business, buying it, keeping the name, revamping it, all this craziness in one of the most tyrannical counties in Texas, 
and being fucking successful. Yeah, it's I mean, it's insane. Come, I mean, I'll I'll tell you what our secret is. I'm going to give you the secret sauce right now since give, we're, we're sticking it. Give, right? Given the game, we hire smarter than us. That's, so that's a good idea. So, me and Adam and Ben, we know this, you know this this business really well. We do really good at it. We're successful, but we're not successful without the people that are put in place to run these businesses. So we have GMs at every one of these locations. And they've been in the business just as long as we have, and they're the ones that are making these places successful. So Max, the one that you're talking about, Brian Butler runs that, and he's ran in multiple restaurants and bars in this Brian's area. Good people. And we got lucky to, to to get him, and he's the one that's made that place successful. Just like Kalania 1488, and and Alex and his team over at uh, Grand Parkway, and Nelson and Kevin, and yeah, everybody at, at Exit. Those are the guys that that deserve the credit for the success of the, the restaurants and bars dude i mean your staff is amazing but they like are. for y'all to go out and do that when i mean i got approached about buying a bar uh it's like a irish pub kind of on uh 20 it was on 2920 mm-hmm. and they were coming in and apparently it was, it was hurting and they were trying to get me for like half a million dollars to buy this place out and i was like nah i'm not gonna do that I just wanted to get, I've always wanted to own a bar and, and have that kind of thing going. And the dream was always to buy Papa's. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not I, did, I did that. It's not, I, I'm good with, I want the one on the lake. Yeah. That, that's my, that's you my, know how much they're asking for that thing. $11 million. Huh? Yeah. Um, but you guys went out and bought a badass bar. Yep. That I've been to a hundred times. It used to smell like, uh, an ashtray and that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. You guys have revamped it, made it amazing, turned into not only a badass bar, restaurant, but also a music venue. Uh-huh. Y'all, are y'all taking that similar concept and taking it over to Sawyer Park, or what are you doing? Just a little bit bigger. Bigger, bigger, badder, nicer. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a little secret about Max. You know how much we bought Max for? How much? Another dollar. Are you shitting me? I bought it off of Facebook. So I... <laughs> Facebook is amazing. I know that I hate it and I love it all at the same time. Yeah. I, I had saw a post where, uh, they had shut the doors or locked the doors for non-payment or something like that. And what I did is I reached out to my real estate guy and was like, Hey man, reach out to these people, see what's going on. And, um, they said, yeah, he hadn't paid rent or whatever. Didn't pay his employees, blah, blah, blah. And since we were the first ones on it, we got the first walkthrough of the place. And, um, they, uh, they said, it's yours, just you start paying rent. And we ended up having to pay close to $7,000 for some equipment that came later. But, yeah, we were in. Our initial thing was another dollar. No shit. Yeah. So it was just right place, right time, and, and finding the right people. You're the luckiest get. motherfucker I've I'm not ever lucky, met. man. you got to go get it, man. Uh, I you got to go I agree, get it. I agree with that statement. I agree with that You have to go get it. But damn, dude. Well, they they tried to get us to pay $150,000, $200,000, and we just said, no, we're not going to do it. And the, the reason why that I think believe that we got it is because we have exit two Woodsons. You know, they know our background. They know that we're uh, successful restaurateurs or bar owners or whatever like that. And there was other people that came after the fact. But, you know, we, we had clout. You definitely have clout. So, I, that is the most accurate way to say it. You guys definitely have clout. Now, with, with Sawyer Park, you know, you, you bought three and a half acres. Mm-hmm. You've got this 
really awesome concept art that came out. I drove by it. Mm-hmm. Concept art ain't got nothing on the real thing. It just looks amazing. The visuals are beautiful. Um, we're going to talk about your graffiti artist because okay. we're going. I want to get him in here, but you've got some really cool stuff going on there. And the Papa's culture, uh, my buddy Brandon Cato mm-hmm. and uh, Doug were involved with back when it was all pink Papa's right, and right. They, they tried to relaunch it. Right. And I guess it didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. You guys are going after it. Y'all, let's talk about some entrepreneurship. Okay. Every entrepreneur out there goes out and they create a Facebook page, they create an Instagram page, and they go, I'm open. Mm-hmm. You guys have gone out and done social media. You've done videos. You've got this new founders program going mm-hmm. on. You have all these really cool things. When y'all, y'all are working with a company, is this y'all? Is this Maddie? Who, what's, what, what is all this? Because y'all social media, which is a big part of entrepreneurship, most people will never understand. Mm-hmm. Where is that all playing in? How are y'all doing this? I mean, so when we first started out, we were reaching out to marketing companies, hey, help us, hey, can we do this, can we do that? And nobody could seem to, to get it right. And so Maddie has a, a pretty strong background with computers and uh, IT and all that stuff. And I've been doing marketing for, for a while now with all these bars. And we just decided to create our own marketing company inside the company. Um, I've taken a lot of classes. Maddie's taken a lot of classes. Uh, we read on new trends and stuff like that, but our big focus is is building a community before we even open up the doors. And so, what you're saying, the Founders Club is, you know, we get it, probably you get it all the time too. Is hey, how do I invest? How do I be a part of your next project? And so, with the Founders Club, it's basically their way of a small investment, and we're giving away discounts, swag, uh, you know, different uh, levels of. VIP yeah. treatment yeah, for, for a small amount of money or, or a large amount of money, depending on what they want to do. Um, we plan on having some big Texas country acts. We've already booked a couple and um, they'll be able to get in there for, for a discounted price just for being part of our founders club. Oh, yeah. And what that does is it gives them a sense of ownership and then they're going to be able to tell their friends, Hey man, I'm a part of Sawyer park. Why don't you come? So instead of one person coming, you've got four or five people coming. Absolutely. And it just helps build your community a lot faster. And I saw you got like a platinum level and mm-hmm. you have all these different ones. Mm-hmm. Those guys, I mean, you're, you're talking lifetime discounts on, on purchases. Every, from the lowest level to the highest level, it's yeah. lifetime discounts. Lifetime discounts. Mm-hmm. You have swag. You mm-hmm. have your name being able to go on the wall. Yep. And all sorts of, that is such a cool idea. Like yep. just it's giving people... I equate it to uh, what uh, Baker Street does, where if you spend X amount of money, so you're there for so long, they put your little plaque on there. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are going above and beyond, going, "Hey, you're part of the member of the Founders Club. You get this, 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 this right. lifetime." And and we're doing that until we open up the doors. So until we have our opening day, people can get into the Founders Club, and then after that, you know, it's it's over because there's only one time. There's only one founder. time to be a founder, yeah. Right. When, when's the when's the opening door date? We don't know yet. I mean, you know this with construction and, and permitting, it's always uh, hit or miss. Um, and, and two degrees outside. And <laughs> or raining all the time. I mean, we're shooting for the first part of April, um, but that could change. We were shooting for February, but, you know, like I said, we try not to open up this place during the holidays because contractors go on holiday. And, oh, yeah. And so does the city and everything shuts down. So it takes a little bit longer when you, when you do it over the holidays. So. Yeah. Now we're just trying to plug away. Um, going, I'm assuming y'all are going in. I'm giving it that that 
that Todd and Adam touch where everything, you know, you're not, you're getting rid of all the plastic uh, yep. dining and going mm-hmm. wood and exposed mm-hmm. metal and mm-hmm. all this really cool stuff. Yep. Matt Topo Chico is getting to me, bro. <laughs> uh, so y'all are doing that and you're really upscaling it. Mm-hmm. Are y'all planning on um, taking like the whole community of like the, the karaoke and all that stuff? Or are you going to just get rid of all that? And I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Hurt them. Okay. I don't want to hurt them. Hurt them. But uh, karaoke five nights a week is just not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it one night a week because what happens is it changes the mood of the night, right? So if I want to go with my boys, hang out, watch the game, I don't want to listen to somebody that doesn't know how to sing, sing a song. I know that there's a big uh, community for that, but it's just not our community. And so we're going to go ahead and let real live music uh, musicians sing and people that are paid to do it, that are paid to do it and and go from there. That's what I like to hear, man. So now I'm actually involved with uh, cars and crawfish Mm -hmm. and you guys are providing the crawfish for Mm -hmm. that. Sorry, park is so, Mm -hmm. Um, that's March 27th. That's yep. right before y'all launch. Yep. That's going to be fun. Yep. It'll be cool. Good event. Man, it's, dude, it's, it's one of those things, this whole entrepreneurship and just building up local. Dude, I love it. It's, it's where it's at. It is. Now, anything else on the big plans for the future? I mean, our, our long goal is to grow the Woodson's brand. Um, we want to, we want to grow it to 10, 15, 20 stores. And then if a VC wants to come along and, buy it all then that's something that we'll we'll look at um or buy a portion of it then we'll keep sawyer park for as long as that sucker wants to run um exit is one of those bars where uh we never know if we're going to get an extension or not because they're probably redeveloped the the property there but i mean the the end goal is to grow that whitson's brand keep sawyer park just pumping bringing some cool texas country music artists uh to the scene um, this is where I grew up. I grew up in the woodlands. So to be able to have Papa's, which is such a staple in this area, yeah. right. We're just going to elevate it just a little bit more, you know, um, those old owners, um, you know, pop and rich, those guys have been doing it for 20 years. And what we told them when we bought it is like, we want the same legacy that you have. And we're proud to be able to take this over. We are going to change the name and, and make it our concept. But we want you to know that you guys, you know, paved the way. And if we can keep in business for 20 years, man, we're doing something right. Yeah. I mean, so, dude, that's, that's where it's at. I mean, is there a is there a hope for a Sawyer Park on the lake? Uh, no, not at eleven million dollars, <laughs> man. There will be a Sawyer Park in Belize before there's a Sawyer Park on Lake Conroe. Uh, you mean like Texas Belize, right? <laughs> that's, that's that's what Lake Conroe is. Texas yeah, Belize, hundred uh, percent. Man, how how can they find you? How can the world find you guys? Your Instagrams, your social media. How where's all that at? So Woodson's is basically Woodson's local on Instagram, on Facebook. Just type in Woodson's Local Tap and Kitchen and you'll find us somehow. Uh, exit 73, it's really easy because there's not many Exit 73s out there. Uh, Sawyer Park is Sawyer Park Ice House on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then Max is Max Sports Bar. And please go out there, support us, support, support our them, staff. Um, and we just, you know, again, thank thank everybody for the support because we are – we're lucky to still be alive in this this world we're in today, oh, yeah. uh, and now we're starting to thrive again, and it's a big deal. And to be able to open up other bars and restaurants during this time is, and, and gyms, yeah, uh, yeah, and expanding, it's 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 incredible. So, and Dude, it has to do with our people. 
Man, my goal is uh, my goal for March is uh, to even if it's at one of the lower tiers, I, w- I want to join the Founders Club just because. Come on, be a part of it. Come so on, support my friends, man. That's what it's about. Hey, man, my, my, I don't come to this gym because we have a. There's four of our guys that we we during this pandemic we built a gym in my garage. Yeah, and uh, when I guess a couple months before the pandemic, a gym shut down, and me and Adam went and bought all their equipment. Yeah, and I was coming here, and then we just since we couldn't go anywhere at first. We started this thing called 8 a.m. club and so there's four of us that every morning since the pandemic we've been hitting hard but my wife uh, is here and yeah. she's training with Allie and trying to be in a bikini competition and let me tell you your gym's doing wonders for our relationship it's, it's helping <laughs> go smack it go oh, girl it's a little firmer i like this i ain't mad at shout that. out to Allie. so thank you Al- Allie wetzel yeah badass trainer man yep dude um Let's let's wrap this up. Let's yep. make it easy, guys. Find them on social media, Instagram. Uh, Max is M A K S Woodson's local tap. Uh, saw your park ice house. Uh, X is seventy three. If your guys are in the North Houston Woodlands area, go into these places. Spend a bunch of money. Tip the waitresses really well. Leave amazing reviews on all social media, Google, Bing, all the places. Do that for them. That's how these businesses grow. That's how they keep kicking ass and definitely enjoy yourself when you're out there. Y'all have a wonderful day. Be blessed. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate you, bud. And uh, AMF. uh, AMF. uh, 